Hello, and welcome to Witchery R Podcast. My name is Kara Witcher, and I'm coming to you once again from my Nerd Room Studios, located in our home, which is nestled deep within the hills of the Ozarks. I am so sorry this episode is coming to you late. We had a few technical difficulties on Sunday, um, and the episode I had recorded was lost. And then upon trying to re-record, um, I was just dead tired. And uh, it's been a rather hectic time. My mother-in-law has been falling a lot. Um, she fell several times over the weekend. Um, she's 85 years old, so it's been a little bit stressful. Ah, uh, but here we are today. And my lovelies, we are going to talk about a very controversial subject in the world of horror, and that is jump scares. Love them, hate them, oh, there is no in-between. Some people love the thrill and chill of it all. Others hate them, I absolutely despise them, and find them a cheap ploy. But did you know there's an actual neuroscience to what's going on? The amygdala is a paired structure located in each hemisphere of the brain. It is a part of the limbic system, a neural network that mediates aspects of memory and emotion. Now, once that's triggered, it sends a signal to your hemoglobin, which is a part of your brain that controls like pheromones and other releases of other stimuli like adrenaline. So, boom, it gives you a nice shot of adrenaline and that fight or flight response is set into motion. And that is the startle effect, the quote-unquote jump scare that you experience. Some people like this sudden rush of adrenaline. It gives them a boost. They realize that they are fully in control of the situation and nothing, no actual harm can come to them. Other people, they don't really process this messaging as well, and they are genuinely uh, disturbed. They are genuinely sent into a place of anxiety and can't really bring themselves out of it. Most of those people are people who've probably suffered PTSD, uh, a sudden shock, uh, sudden trauma, um, whether it be war or abuse, whatever that is. Uh, they have a hard time with loud noises, screaming, being startled. That jarring feeling is, um, like, even if they have to stomp on the brakes, it's disturbing. It puts them in a, a bad place mentally. Um, <clears throat> and those people, they don't get the thrill and chill of it all. And I have to imagine that a lot of the people who call jump scares uh, cheap ploys are people like that. They are those people that um, don't enjoy a good scare, whether they realize it or not. Um, because honestly, if you look at the actual method of jump scares and how they're used in um, movies or in haunts or what have you, there is a method to the madness and... If there's a methodology, whether it's done right or whether it's done poorly, you can't really say it's a cheap ploy. Um, it may be done badly, but it's not, in fact, a cheap ploy. And I'm sure that's going to make a lot of people mad. But actually looking at it, you understand if you actually 
you understand that there it's set up in a way to escalate you, to take you higher and higher, to get you to a better experience. So you have a more frightening experience. <clears throat> I don't call that cheap. If you take time to plan something out, uh, it's neither cheap nor a ploy. Um, now, now, I'm going to say this. Not every movie does it right. There are movies that use jump scares very effectively, very well. It moves the story along. It's not a hindrance. You, um, <clears throat> there are other movies that are just like, Ooh, let's throw that in. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's a little bit like a mad circus of just copious amounts of jump scares. And you really don't know where the story is going. Now, I still don't find that a cheap ploy. I just find, find that a method poorly used. Okay. There's a difference between a cheap ploy and a method poorly used. Jump scares are a method. Pardon me while I take a sip of go-go juice. Um, so, moving on. We look at... We talk about the jump scares in movies. <clears throat> Let's talk about the jump scares that we experience at, like, a haunted house. Or a, um... Haunted corn maze, or whatever you what 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 have you, the attractions. Now, it's clear that people do have a love for the jump scare. Uh, otherwise, creators would not keep continually using it, and we wouldn't keep flooding to all these haunted attractions around Halloween. Um, and especially, like, here in America, we have so many. You've got, uh, you know, if it... It's, it, it's amazing. Like, there's haunted factories. I know of a haunted shopping mall. I know a haunted strip, strip mall. There's haunted forest trails. There's haunted ATV trails where you can be chased by homicidal clowns and shit. Um, you can go to a forest and have an actual survival zombie experience. Um, there's a haunted river floats. There's a haunted cave. Um, there's, uh, haunted corn mazes, of course, cliche. Uh, yeah, haunted houses, haunted mansions, haunted hotels, haunted motels. Um, it's just amazing. Anything in here that we can turn into for a good time and a thrill and a scream and that <laughs> feeling, um, boy, we're, we're just down for it here in the States, so, um, we go hard for the jump scare here in America. Um, and in our movies, too, which a lot of people like to complain about. And some of those people will say, well, that only belongs in a haunted house. It doesn't belong in movies. It doesn't do anything to move the story forward. I say nay. Nay, nay, nay. I say, if you have that feeling, look at yourself. Do you have PTSD? Are you somebody who doesn't get 
doesn't enjoy being startled or gets anxiety from being startled. You know, if you are that type of person, nothing wrong with it, but put the blame on that and don't put the blame on the, on the, um, on the jump scare. It's not the jump scare's fault. It's not a cheap ploy. Other people are enjoying it. So if other people enjoy it, maybe, you know, maybe understand it from an outsider's perspective. That's all I'm saying. Um, so there are some really great articles on jump scares, but I just want to give a shout out to one that I read that I in particular enjoyed greatly. An article by Ellen Earhart published October 28th, 2021 in Popular Science. Uh, you can find it on their online magazine. It's free. Um, absolutely excellent. Very detailed. Very well broken down. Um, she wrote the article because she was trying to explore why she loves horror movies and loves jump scares but she experiences so many so much anxiety from them and just out of her own curiosity she wrote this article and it's very nicely broken down uh section by section um it's not long-winded there's no word salad being tossed there so it, uh, i please give it a read it is fantastic i learned a lot one of the things I learned is uh, the methods that a lot of the haunted houses use. She did take the time to speak to um, a haunted house, a guy who runs a haunted house. And, you know, they take the time to build that suspense as you go through. At least the good ones do. Um, now, there are ones that are just going to push you through and just jump out every once in a while. But the good ones take the time to plan the escalation of the jump scares, of your startle factor. They take the time to really build that up. And I appreciate that so much. And I, I, you find that in movies. I mean, Poltergeist, for example. Poltergeist has some pretty good jump scares in it. But it has some really great uh, storytelling I know uh, there's, I've heard some podcasters covering it as uh, recently, and they've really poo-pooed it, poltergeist, but I still love it. Um, but they use jump scares effectively in all three of the movies. It's very effective, but it doesn't consume the story. And I love that. It helped to move the story along. It helped to escalate your fear factor. You were sitting there along with Carol Ann and her family. You were experiencing the fear along with them. I love that. That is a jump scares well done. Doesn't consume the story. Doesn't envelop it. Uh, doesn't make a runny batter. The cake goes in the pan and rises perfectly. Um, and that's what you want to do when you're making entertainment. You want to make a nice cake that everybody will love <clears throat> and everybody will enjoy and appreciate. So, I would argue that you can't really have, there are certain films where um, jump scares are just absolutely necessary and 
uh, paranormal movies, for example. I uh, feel that paranormal films absolutely must have jump scares. Um, it's a... I don't know. It's, I mean, how can you have a ghost popping out of stuff without a little bit of a jump scare? You know what I mean? I mean, you could tell the story, but boy, just, there's just something about the eeriness of what's behind the corner. Mm. I, I, you might disagree with me. You might say, hey, a ghost story can be just fine without a jump scare. Um, Pardon me. I am sorry if I'm rambling on. As I said, this has been a stressful week, and my head is full of snot and air. <laughs> and I'm not exactly feeling 100% well. I'm powering through this as best I can. I do apologize. <sighs> okay. So, we've talked about exactly what happens to the brain. We've talked about how people, uh, not all people, enjoy that. Um, we've talked about movies versus, um, haunts, how they use jump scares. Um, I had honestly, I don't ever remember, um, my parents, my parents were longtime horror fans, and they were both born in the 1930s. Um, and I don't ever remember them using the term jump scare, uh, to describe a movie. Um, I think it was just accepted for their generation that you were going to jump and bump every once in a while. Um, I've only noticed it really with people in my age group or a little bit older of that discussion really popping up, ma mainly with the boomers and the we Gen Xers, we seem to talk and bitch about it a lot. Seems like the younger generation is more okay with jump scares, more accepting of it, and they don't really seem to understand what us old farts are bitching about, <clears throat> and quite frankly, neither do I. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to make some enemies with this episode. Um, so, we've looked, okay, as I already said, we've looked at the biological process. And we've talked about why you may not enjoy that biological process. And maybe you even try to avoid it. While so many others are running right toward it. And I'm not saying that you have to. What I'm trying to get it is like acceptance of it. You know, acceptance that people enjoy jump scares in movies, in TV shows, in haunted houses... In all sorts of places. it's There's also something to be said about control. Now this is something I hadn't mentioned. But um, and Ellen Earhart did write this in her article. Uh, which again I mentioned Popular Science October 28th, 2021. Um, a lot of horror fans are people who have experienced like sexual or physical abuse. Um, now you might ask, well, why would a person who's been abused enjoy this type of, of, uh, of entertainment? There's control. I mean, that, that is a value argument to make. You are in control. 
you can uh, control the stimuli. You know that you're not going to get hurt, but you're experiencing this thrill and chill. There is something to be said about being in control. I would also argue that there's something to be said for the fact that you're just in a little bit of a darker place. You understand um, the darker things a little bit better and that appeals to you more. Not that you're a bad person or that you're a negative person, but horror really does tell the story of many abused people. It really does. I mean, if you, if you look at many of the horror films that we watch, it's about somebody who's been abused or somebody who's been hurt or somebody who's been exploited or somebody who's exploiting somebody else. Uh, there's sometimes triumph over unbeatable odds. Um, it is, it is an entertainment medium that reaches out to the abused. It does. It tells our story more, more than any other medium without being a sappy, crappy love fest. Because let's be honest, folks, if you've been through abuse, it's no sappy, crappy love fest. There are no heartwarming and embracing moments. Oh, no. The truth is, it's gory. It's hell. It's black. It's so black. It consumes you. I, uh, it also tells the story of, uh, drug addicts and alcoholics. I, uh, recently gave up alcohol. Three weeks ago, uh, the darkness had completely consumed me. Uh, I miss, pardon me, my lovelies, I had to take a break for a second. I'm a survivor of terrible, horrible abuse. Um, if you've ever seen the show Big Bang Theory, Leonard Hofstetter's mother, imagine her, but incredibly cruel and vicious. That was my mother. Cruel, vicious, unloving, uncaring, torturous. Horror got me through those bad places. Horror, um, and I'll get into it more, there are certain movies that really just 
speak to me. Um, but those jump scares, that thrill, that release, going to the movie theater and um, seeing things that I could relate to, that got me through some very, very dark, dark times. Really helped me to better understand myself and my own humanity. I'm so sorry, my lovelies, to get so personal. But if you're going to listen to me, one thing you will have to understand is I am honest, and I'm clear, and I am transparent. The control of the jump scare, the control of that adrenaline, knowing that I will not be hurt, knowing that I can experience that, it's an ultimate release. So my lovelies, in conclusion, we have seen that there's an actual neuroscience to jump scares. We understand that there's methodology. We understand there's a reason why some people love jump scares while other people don't like them. We've learned that jump scares are not just a cheap ploy, but they're a method of storytelling or a method used in storytelling that can be either poorly used or used in a fantastic way. This, my lovelies, you must always keep in mind. Never poo-poo anything completely just because it may not be your thing. Now, I'm not saying don't have an opinion on it. I'm just saying maybe try to understand it better. Try to embrace the things that you don't understand. After all, life is so short. Why not? Why spend time hating things and despising things just because? Anyways, my lovelies, I do apologize for the emotionalness. And I do hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. Hopefully, my week will be a little bit better. And I can get out an episode on Sunday. <clears throat> I know this one is a little bit short. I do apologize again. So, my lovelies, as always, be weird, be you, embrace that individual, dare to be an individual. Until next time, my lovelies, see you on the flip side.